As mentioned, that was uh, Merge Left, and we're here on Bike Talk, and uh, who should be in the studio? And then our, our guest our guest host, our regular host here, that, of course, the lovely April. April, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you today, DJ? I'm, pre- I'm pretty good. Uh, just a little bit afraid. I went to that uh, all-night movie thing, The Clock, over at LACMA. Boy, I think I was... I, I thought, oh, I'm going to be the only one there. Dude, it was packed, and I have to say, a lot of people brought their bikes. They started thinking about, like, there's no place to park around LACMA. Let's let's take a bike. We can park it there all night. In fact, a lot of people did. So uh, what do you have planned here so, today, So, yeah, good morning, everyone. To uh, Welcome to the uh, July episode of the... Anchor Girl Chicks on Bikes radio show. And I'm sorry we were late. Um, I apologize for that. We have a really exciting lineup for you today. We have uh, some people calling in. We have a new East Coast correspondent. Um, her name is Robin, and she's going to be calling in. And we have an awesome guest, um, Rebecca Rush, who's going to be calling in um, from... I think she is in Idaho right now. She lives in Idaho. She's an amazing, amazing athlete. Um, but first, so we're they, playing they, around. They do that Cordae Lay uh, Ironman. I just saw it the other day on on the, the Universal Network. Yeah, it's uh, it, a lot of people don't think that there's French people up there. It's actually Native American, and they uh, they are up there and they um, represent uh, some some of the. It's a strange community because you get a lot of retired retirees from Los Angeles up there, I guess. In Idaho? Yeah, in Idaho of all places. I think it had something to do with the structure, uh, their tax structure and weird stuff you, you can do up there. So you were watching the Coeur d'Alene Ironman on Universal Sports. Exactly, exactly. And there's a bunch of retirees there? Well, no, it, these aren't retirees, but that's what the community is composed of uh, in and around there. But uh, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. So I put together this calendar. Oh, well, here we go. And I want to talk about this calendar for the first, you know, maybe half hour, as people will possibly call in. I'm getting a just a little side note. Our producer and partner, Nick, is on vacation. He's calling my cell phone right now. Do you think Nick is trying to call in on the I, studio I, phone? I, and he, he can't might get be through? trying to call in on the studio phone, and, and we we have it uh, occupied. We're going to see if we can't get to the uh, the Twitter and the rest of the stuff here. So, having said that, let me. This would be the point where we put something silly on. No, I want to read the calendar. We'll read the calendar, and we'll see about getting a hold of Nick on the phone. Well, is the studio phone working? Can we it, check that? It is. It is. Okay, good. All right. So I'm going to start talking about the calendar, and maybe Nick will call in. Maybe he won't. So, you're right. Maybe the phone isn't working. As we, it's really important that the phone work today. Um, <laughs> all right. Hello, phone. Again, this is live radio. April Lemley here, and DJ Chicken Leather Hi. working live radio. Uh, Troubleshooting. Trying to 
And again, I'm sorry for any inconvenience. So I'm going to go ahead and start talking about this calendar that I put together. These are amazing events in August for all different levels of cycling. Uh, cycling abilities, all different types of events. Um, some. It's the phone. The phone's working. To, to quote Jurassic Park, we have the phones back. Yes. Yes, we have the phones back. Okay. So. It was off the hook, I guess. The phone is off the hook. It was. It was off the hook. All right. So all of our guests who are trying to call in or people who just want to call in from the listening audience, our phone is working now. And the phone number in the studio here is 213-252-0998. And I'd like to notice and and, uh, celebrate that we got a new phone. The, The red phone is gone. Well... Well, uh, the red phone is just for emergencies, you know? Oh, right. Or when the president calls. Right, okay. So. Or Moscow. I don't know which, why it's red, but it's red. Okay, so here are some events that I want to celebrate uh, and tell you all about. So, local L.A. event, Project One, Your Voice, Your Choice. Um, Project One, the movie, is a... Uh, project that my friend Jamila Gaskins is has been working on for several years and she's doing a fundraiser for her movie and at that fundraiser she is going she's showing us the ride the divide ride the divide have you heard of that chicken oh, yeah. that's that's a great film we actually had the director in here and uh, I, I got to talk to him and it's uh, about everybody thinks of divide they don't understand that you can actually go to the middle of this country, right? And there's a cool ass road, and you could literally ride. You ride the continental exactly, divide from exactly. Canada to Mexico. It's not. It's not a, an easy thing, and there's. It's. It's. It takes a, a different kind of. Uh, let's just say, developed athlete to actually do that route. Right. So she's showing us this movie, and the wo- the only woman who has won it, I believe, is going to be there speaking. And her name is Mary Collier. But but Jamila is a woman that I train with. Uh, we are on the Team to End AIDS Endurance Training Program. Uh, we're competing in the Malibu Triathlon together. So we spend a lot of time on our bikes together. But in 2013, Jamila is going to do a 12,000-mile bike ride around the U.S. And she's going to be talking to women and uh trying to, or not trying to, she's going to be making a difference in communities where a lot of women have HIV, and she's going to be doing health fairs and creating awareness around um, girl power and women's health, and uh, so that's an amazing project. So please come out and support Jamila at her fundraiser and get to know a little bit more about what she's doing. She might call in today if we're lucky. Um, but anyways, the event is August 6th, Downtown Independent. Oh, um, oh, that's a great place to see film, the Downtown Independent. Speaking mm-hmm. of movies, I, I know we promised we weren't going to say anything else, but uh, great great venue. Uh, they've had the Bicycle Film Festival down there, and everybody thinks of Downtown Los Angeles being like a, a vast wasteland. No, it's really getting developed, and this is one of the, the stars, uh, the jewels in the crown, so to speak. Um, right. Located just down the street for some great places to eat. Beautiful old theater. Yeah, you're you're in downtown Los Angeles. You can always like hop, skip, and jump. Literally, if you're on a 
bike, it's it's like at maximum five minutes away, but it's not. You you can go down to Little Tokyo to Karaku, maybe get some noodles or mm-hmm. sushiro and uh, get that. Or uh, you can go the opposite way. You can go across the bridge and you'll be in, um, um, you know, uh, Alvaro Street. Get great Mexican. Not that there's not great Mexican on every corner nowadays right. with a good taco truck. But keep going. Okay. So so you can also learn more about Project One the Movie at projectonethemovie.com. Jamila Gaskins has a Facebook page, and um, you can look at her website. Yeah, projectonethemovie.com, and that's all spelled out. And uh, so that is the movie, August 6th. Come and support her. Her ride doesn't happen until 2013, but she is raising money for her adventure uh, now. So that is the first event. The second event on the calendar I wanted to talk about, um, taking it to a whole different level, because we're trying to give you guys a lot of different options here. Um, So the Tour de Peninsula is Sunday, August 7th. It's happening in San Mateo. San Mateo. I'm going to get the phone. The phone's ringing. And maybe we have a caller. Hey, it's bike phone. Hello? Hi. Hold on a second. It's, okay. it's bike talk, and I'm going to hand the phone over to April here. April, are you done with the uh, the calendar? How many more things do you have? Oh, I'm happy to be interrupted. All we right. Can, She's happy to be interrupted. Is... We're going to get back to the thing, but here's the phone here. The calendar is posted on uh, the Facebook page, too, so... Hello? Hi, it's Jamila. Hi, Jamila. Did you hear me talking about your event? I, I didn't. I was um, calling in. I'm terrible with technology. That's I was okay. trying to find you. It's perfect timing. Um, I was just telling the listening audience about your fundraiser and a little bit about your movie. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you're, I, I was telling them about you. So... Um, <laughs> I guess, uh, do you want to, uh, how, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Did you go for a bike ride today? I didn't. Um, I was having shoulder pain and went to the doctor. I have a sprained shoulder, so they said to relax for, um, for like a week and let okay. the shoulder heal. Okay. Uh, that's a bummer. I didn't go for a bike ride either. I should mention, I think I, I did mention earlier that Jamila and I are on a, in an endurance training program together with, uh, all of the money that we raise and all of the energy that we put into benefits AIDS Project Los Angeles, and we usually ride on Saturday morning. But I'm here, so I didn't get to ride, and Jamila's on the other end of the phone, so she's not riding either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to, um, convince the doctor to sit. My my shoulder isn't doing anything with the pedals, but that did not convince them. Darn injuries. Um, so, Project One, the movie. But aren't you also riding, aren't you going to do like a, a river trail ride or something like that? Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, I am going to do that. Do you want to ride, do you want to do that tomorrow? Yeah, I'll think about it, yeah. Okay, so we can we can talk about that offline. Um, that's a great idea because I would like to, to get in a ride. If anybody else wants to ride with us tomorrow, we can possibly um, connect on the Chicks on Bikes SoCal Facebook page, and we could meet up maybe tomorrow morning somewhere 
in Griffith Park, go for a ride together. Yeah. Uh, so you are an amazing, powerful woman doing these amazing projects, and I know a lot about them, but um, do you want to tell people about your fundraiser or about your um, 2013 adventure? It's, it's up to you. Yeah, so uh, I can do uh, something brief about both of them. Um, the one that's coming up quickly is August 6th. It's at 2 p.m. Uh, downtown Independence in Los Angeles, and we are holding a film fundraiser featuring uh, the movie Ride the Divide, and special guest will be Mary Metcalf Collier. She's the first woman to ride the ride and finish the tour divide, which goes along the Continental Divide. Right. That's amazing. And I was just looking at um, some of the, it's like the month for Leadville. I don't know if, um, if our listeners know a lot about the Leadville, all of the Leadville race series, races, foot races and bike races and all that stuff. But I rode my bike up there once, and it's really hard to do. 13, you know, 10,000 feet, it's, it's hard. There's not a lot of air up there. Anyways, I digress. So, so <laughs> ride the divide. Yeah, so that's tomorrow, and she, not tomorrow, sorry, that is um, next Saturday on the 6th at 2. And um, Mary is coming. She's been gracious enough to come down um, and do a question and answer after the film. We also have some wonderful silent auction items, um, uh, personal training, massage. Um, a friend of mine is a chef, and she's going to do a dinner for two. So we have those items available for people as well. Um, and it all goes towards uh, producing Project One, um, the documentary, as well as the 12,000-mile bike ride. And the documentary, what well, Project One is a project in and of itself. It's um, uh, will be a web series. It's a documentary and um, documentary and ride as well as outreach. And it's really about um, connecting and community empowering women. And my part or my vision for it is. Um, being able to create dialogue and community as I ride my bike, I call it the power of the pedal. So you can use the bicycle as a way to reach out to people. Great. That's that's great. Uh, I love that, the power of the pedal. So you are starting in Los Angeles. Yes. So um, I'm heading to the top areas with the highest rates of HIV. So I'll start in Los Angeles and head south. I tried to look at the um, the weather patterns and see when was best to leave. So we'll leave in January and head south to Houston, and then we'll go um, down the southern border to Miami, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York, um, Newark, D.C., D.C. slash Baltimore, and then over to Chicago, um, and then San Francisco, and then back to L.A. Amazing. And and um, you are currently looking for 
people to get involved in what capacity? So there are a couple of, uh, there are more than a couple, but there are quite a few ways that people can um, get involved. You can donate, you can volunteer your time, you can come out and bike ride. Um, we're also looking for homestays as well. Uh, and if you are within the film industry, I'm also looking for crew, somebody who would want to take a year adventure and travel the country and meet people and um, be affected by stories, human stories, and um, hopefully affect change as well. Wonderful. Um, so if people want to, to be a part of your adventure, um, I mean, are you, are you, at this point, are you trying to plan events in these cities? If, if we have a listener that's on the East Coast or mm -hmm. in the South, can, can they have, um, a connection with a local ride or a bike store or some type of, um, community I don't know, you know, any, any kind of resource for you. Um, are you fleshing out that calendar now? People yeah. Um, with you about that? I put together a um, a ride route, which has the dates um, and times that I will be in each city. And what we plan on doing is having um, 10 health fairs slash um, uh, cycling events in each of the 10 major cities that I'm going to. Okay. So we'll have, um, so people can come out and ride, and if you are in an organization, you can put together a cycling team and raise money for um, for that for that organization. Or if you um, just have your family and kids and you want to come out, there'll be games and food. You, there'll be a little family fun ride. So basically something for everyone because it's about being able to create community as we go along. Okay. So uh so that's a lot of cycling. It's a lot of a lot of cycling for you, a lot of opportunities to to get more people on bikes and, and uh mm -hmm. empower people and who Yeah, it's amazing. I'm I'm yeah, really it's it's um when uh you know this like cycling has been um part of my life even before I thought it was something big like as a kid being able to um ride with my friends and um it's a just a fantastic way to be able to meet people in the cycling community it's been um such a fantastic thing for me um connecting with people and and meeting meeting new and wonderful friends and I think that this is a way to um, to be able to have people have a common ground because everybody can have a bicycle right right um, yeah and, it, and it's so interesting I mean one of my my goals with the show is to really celebrate all different levels of cycling and and uh, all different types of cycling and mm -hmm. today is, is going to be a, a good I think a good testament to that ideology because our guests are going to be pretty different, but uh, and that's that's important to me because um, at the end of the day, um, we are. 
I'm trying to pinpoint this this notion about the cycling community and why it is so. Um, how can how can we all be so different and love each other so much and get along? I'm getting a note. I'm getting a note passed to me from the producer, um, from my co-host DJ Chicken Leather. Okay, wait a minute. Um, Oh, he has questions for you. Is this for her? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah a, it, was, it was easier than me getting on the, the microphone. Um, okay, question one. Define how you see the current scene and kids in bike culture. Oh, good gracious. I don't know that I, I would be able to... It was, it was more a question like, how, how, do you, how do you see the scene helping you, or, or how do you see it from, from your point of view? Okay, so I hear something, but I didn't. I didn't quite get. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, so I th- I think we're trying to rally the the support of the community. Exactly. So right. so he's asking, how do we how do we get the kids involved? How do we get people to rally behind you? And how would you see local community here helping you over the next year to get some maybe some voice and some buzz around what you're doing? Oh, got it. And my, money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the money is important. My, um, what I've started to do is look at each of the um, communities that we have and find out what's unique about them. So, for example, there is um, there is a straight, um, gay, lesbian community within um, the high school. And so being able to go in and find out what's important to them and what they're using their voice with to do and connect it to Project One, because Project One really has several layers. So I think it's really about being able to have have a way to um, to show people that it's not just about women and HIV, that, that it's a, a human issue. And with, the, like, the children, or I shouldn't just call them children, <laughs> with the young people, um, being able to say it's a it's about you being able to create your own identity and how and finding out how they would be able to do it. So I don't have um, specifics. I know that sounds really vague, but I'm I'm it's really important to me that um, other people also be able to take ownership because I have very specific ideas about what it is, but I also know that. It won't be able to um, be effective in changing lives if other people can't see themselves within it. So it's about, at this point, for Los Angeles, it's about me being able to go into communities and having conversations with people. And then also, like, um, with um, the Bell Stars, when, April, you were talking about creating a ride, being able to just hop on a bike and say, let's go for a ride and have a conversation. Right, right. I haven't talked about the Bell Stars yet. Maybe we can interject the Bell Stars. Um, do you mind? If you're asking me, I don't mind. <laughs> um, so the Bell Stars are coming to Southern California. Jamila is a Bell Star. I have been um, hand-plucked to start an L.A. chapter of Colorado-based girls, women's uh, cycling gang called the Bell Stars. And Bell Stars are, um, they're 
They ride mountain bikes, they ride road bikes, they ride cruisers, they ride in parades, they are not competitive, they um, are fun and powerful, and I just think they're doing awesome stuff for um, getting women on bikes, and they asked me to start a chapter in Southern California. So you can find more information out about that um, on any of the Facebook pages that I'm on, um, Anchor Girl, Chicks on Bikes, um, I'll have information. But we are looking for more women to, to come out and ride with us. We had our first um, meeting last week. It was very fun. And we are going to be riding, actually, um, going to be riding to the Project One fundraiser for the Ride the Divide that Jamila's having on August 6th. So we'll have a little ride there, ride together. Um, uh, and, oh, we're going to be doing Socks and Sandwiches, which is another um, ride that Bell Stars will do, which is a project um, that Tess Lada started. Tess is BC Chica, and she's very involved with the um lots of cool stuff that are uh let her talk to you all about she's going to be um on the show next month but anyways um was i saying oh socks and sandwiches yeah socks and sandwiches we will do on august 20th and that is a ride where we will go um bundle up socks and uh, new socks and sandwiches and deliver them to homeless people on our bikes. So that will be fun. And I know, um, uh, it will make a small difference hopefully to some people who we don't know, but, um, yeah, another way to make a difference in the world on your bike. So I guess that's, that's what I have about the bell stars. Um, but yeah, let hit one of us up about it and we can, um, we can create this project together. It's really important to me that, as you said, Jamila, people, that as a Bell Star, you feel like you can, anyone can organize a ride, and um, it's not about me being any kind of leader. I'm just the, the, the initial contact point, if you will. So it's definitely a group effort. So, so that's the Bell Stars, and that's very exciting. Um, I thought of a question I wanted to ask you. Oh, I'm getting another question from my co-host here. Um, plan B, he wants to know. Do you have a plan B for 2013 if, God forbid, there is a disaster or a calamity? <laughs> uh, do you mean, like, would I still ride if there was um, a, a calamity? Like, if I can't make it? Yeah. Um, drought, heat wave, flooding, <laughs> crickets, uh, paddle boat, <laughs> paddle boat. <laughs> um, so I I would say I don't have a I don't have a plan B. My thought is to get on my get on my bicycle and and be riding and hopefully do it with um um a like a four person support team and make my way I just feel nervous about plan B because the idea of being able to fall back on something sure um I just I want to be able to do the specific ride and figure it out as I go along I know that doesn't sound all that planned but I have a very good plan for it and if it if 
something happens where um, along the way I can't ride, then I'll ride as much as I possibly can. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a good philosophy, and I, it is. Um, you have support, and and you will take breaks, and it's a big journey. And I know you have a good plan. I've talked to you about it at length. Um, I should interject that there is a podcast on um, the Facebook page of um, an interview, an in-depth interview I did with Jamila this week. So that's available. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, you know, what I just thought of, it was not really talking, but if somebody wanted to ask me more questions or get in contact with me, they can um, either do it through the website, projectwonthemovie.com, and that's all spelled out, or you can email me at jkgaskins at projectthemovie.com. And again, it's all spelled out. Because um, it really is about being able to connect with people and um, create community. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, and I'm open to having conversations about it. Awesome. Well, I know um, I plan on supporting you and, and being uh, maybe remote, doing some remote interviewing slash broadcasting from the fundraiser and doing a ride. And I'm sure more interesting projects will develop out of that. And um, yeah. I have a couple other ideas about stuff that I'm just thinking of that we can talk about to help you um, maybe tomorrow on our bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. I have a, a few um, community organizations and um, businesses that I've written down that I want to get in connect. I want to connect with so that we can start building together. So great. I have, have some things in the works. Great. Well, we will continue to give everyone updates and um, about your project and watch you explode over the next year and uh we'll be recording and photographing and um uh be with you on the journey too so i appreciate it thank you all so much you're welcome have a wonderful day and i'll talk to you later all right take care okay thanks bye bye wow jamila is incredible Riding her bike 12,000 yeah. miles. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. I, I get tired just riding around the block sometimes, so it's it's really good. Actually, there was a whole set of, of questions in there about conditioning and all this other stuff, but uh, you touched on a few of them, which was really great. Um, what I was trying to get to with that question was the fact that there's there's so much... I mean, I'd hate to be on a bike ride and then show up to a community that's just had a, a you know, like a tornado or something. Or It's like, you know, there's different places where people have had like some real serious mind-altering kind of things or it's like they have just the clothes on their back and you know you show up with a bike ride or something what, what do you do at that point do you ride to the next city or sort of say well you know uh hi nice uh, we're gonna have an impromptu kind of fundraiser but uh, there's no place for us to stay tonight or something uh, i think with bike riders you you tend to take your own like uh what is it uh Roll or sleeping bag, and and maybe whatever you carry. I, I'm just curious. Have you ever been on an overnight camping trip on a bike or anything like that? No, but I I want to. This new bike that I have is is set is. up for that. It looks like it. She's she's got a soma <laughs> that she has a lot of uh, 
It, th- those things are just built to carry weight, the way the design yeah. and stuff. So. So the next step is to get some racks and some I, bags. And, I always and overpack, just n- normally. Always, but, we all do. But but I'm I'm wondering if there's any kind of. I know I, my friends. We used to camp a lot, and they would always cut their toothbrush. So oh yeah, say, I've done that. And it, it <laughs> the was backpack like, Okay, <laughs> is is that what is that? Like half an ounce really gonna hurt you to get the yeah. whole full thing? And I, I he goes, well yeah, it's less. And I'm going, yeah, but you're wasting so much more time than if you had a normal toothbrush and <laughs> could brush your teeth. Well, there's the time conversation again, then, right? How yeah. do you want to spend your time? <laughs> exactly. My other friends are going, I I don't know, I I. I uh, don't know if cutting the toothbrush in half is really within my my scope. And I said, dude, uh, you know, our other friend didn't even brush his teeth. And I'm saying, well, he's going to deal with that with a lot of time in a dental chair. So maybe that's the the other thing. Okay, so so I noticed we're going back to the calendar now. Well, the calendar is filler. No, no, the calendar isn't filler. There's so much going on. I know downtown in Chinatown tonight. Which we're going to do on bikes, so they're they're kind of leads to the thing. Uh, a lot of performance artists are going to be running around, and because we're on bikes, it's really easy for us to just ride. What is that? The the two the one point two miles or whatever it is over to the X uh, games. They're they're doing oh, a, yeah. a bit I of saw some frivolous of the kind of, on the and, it, and it's not like TV you can hide. Yeah, you can hide the X games. It's like no, they, they're can't. so big. It's like they've got a huge ramp that people are going to. Be riding their bikes down with some BMX thing. Those BMX riders and are amazing. It, it's going to be insane. Well, you were watching it last night. Did did you see anything that you thought, oh, I could do this slam dunk? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't even begin the, to know how to. How do you? I mean, I, okay, getting a little BMX bit off topic. Fall, the BMX right? bike. It, it's, yeah, it's I could amazing. do the bike fall. <laughs> um, I watched Sean White. You know Sean White, I, snowboarder. Uh, yeah, we, we're not on a first name right. basis okay, so like you. We know but he is. I know he is. He's won a He's, couple of uh, not Academy Awards, but uh, awards. Awards. Yeah, right. <laughs> the gold uh, things. The yeah, gold, the gold yeah. shiny things. Yeah. I watched this show on Universal Sports, watching him. The, he constructed some ramp in the backcountry. I mean, a so, pipe, so he could do the tricks. So he could learn how to so do nobody new would tricks. Steal his tricks. Yeah. And there's this pit that they make this foam pit so they can land in. So he can. It's a big pit full of foam chunks. Uh huh. So he can launch off the side of the the um, the pipe and do his trick and then land in it without hurting himself. Well, well that's a good thing. It's amazing. Yeah. I think the BMXers must do that too. Well, I I know when I was growing up we just had mattresses. Dirt. Yeah, dirt, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh that that's a that's a good forethought. I mean, he's doing insane things, so he probably needs all that foam. Yeah. It's sponsored by Red Bull. Well, of course. <laughs> we we have to push them in there somewhere. <laughs> they they also do that flugel florgan oh, thing. Oh, that's or, amazing. I flugel flug tag. Yeah, where they go off and you could fly for about yeah. you, you catch air and then bang, pedal power flight machine. Yeah. I watched it once in San Francisco. They it's pretty fun. Now, now see, we're we're entering into the fact that a lot of bike things are still looked at as almost recreational and stuff. And and while they do lend themselves beautifully for mm-hmm. these things, a lot of people still depend on it, like I was saying, to, to get to the recreation right. on a bike. So uh, there's a fine line between how, how much do you want to talk about bikes as being perceived not as toys and, and those that are, you know, more more for uh, 
recreation or something. That, that's a question we always are bringing up here. I think a lot of I think our I perception. I want to talk about all of it. Yeah, I a lot mean, of the perception by the police is that it's a bike and you should get off the road and stuff. And in fact, last night at critical mass, the guy goes, the cop goes, get up on the road and and, and get up the, on the sidewalk. Get up on the sidewalk, and, and it was like the other guy goes, are you going to let the cop tell you that? And I go, I don't let the cop tell me anything. I'm going to try and comply with anything. I really don't want to get arrested on a bike ride. I mean, that's the last thing I want to do. How was the police presence last night? It was night? really a lot of people. And I, I have no problem. I've said this before with the police coming out. It's just that a lot of times I really wish they would come out on things other than a uh, – and I, I ride motorcycles. But when you get that many motorcycles together and you're on a bike, it's it, you can feel it. And uh, I've talked before that if you lose the first group, you kind of are, are – with bikes, you kind of de- dele- delegate it to – the motorcycle cops, that are, their motorcycles aren't that smelly, but definitely the cars, they're putting out, I, I don't know who tunes those things up, but there's a lot of smog behind those cop cars. And, it, and it's not like there's 10 people now. There's thousands of people. We, somebody said, uh, give us your estimate. I said, oh, I think it's about between five and 1,000. And they go, well, 500 1,000, that's 500 more people. I think there's a big, big... Uh, it's a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, there's a number between the two. And I said, look, there's a lot of people here. We filled up literally all of the parking lot over there at um, um, the Rouse Market, just mm-hmm. trying to start, start. Yeah, figure it out. And they said, okay, you have 20 minutes. And I said, 20 minutes doesn't even get you in the <laughs> store and out with these many people. And then, lo and behold, as I'm saying that, five minutes in, they're going, okay, let's get ready to get out of here. And I'm going, dude, we just it's been five minutes. You know? So but how was the ride? It was it was huge. It was big, and it was ridiculous. And I, I'm finding no him, problems. Uh, well, I stopped to help somebody again like, fix their tire, and then because you do that every promptly, time, promptly found that nobody was around afterwards. But it, but it's kind of strange because they were trying to recatch it, and at that point, I thought this is this is getting to be like out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I figured, well, I'll, I'll head home. And as I turned a the corner, there is uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Octavio, not Octavio, uh, Arturo of the Very Be Careful. And we had a brief conversation with his new friend. Who, so who we're there. talking about critical mass. Critical mass. Which, and I came back and, which met, and is ran into the, the guys. the last from, Friday of the month. Yes. And yes. there's one in Santa Monica and there's one in L.A. Actually, there's one all over the world now. If you don't know what critical mass is, you should look it up. Yeah. Maybe consider looking yeah. it up. It's fun to do. That, uh, there's that famous filmmaker um, that... I've seen he he's followed all these critical masses around the world. And is there a film about he's made about all he, the critical masses? He makes a, a number of films and and about thirty seconds. I don't remember his name. I'm trying to stall until I remember his name. Okay, so so, so critical mass is a is a, a movement, if like literally a movement. It is, but it is, but it is it, it's, it's started, a cultural phenomenon that started think, in San Francisco. Was it Christopher Cross, not the singer, but the. <laughs> The uh, not the guy who sings the no, not the guy. Who sing, I, I want to say it's his name is Chris, but I I don't know his last name. But he started okay. this in San Francisco, and I'm sure we could Google it and Wikipedia we and do all this stuff. On, but he he started it just as a fact, I guess something like 25 or 30 years ago, saying, "Yeah, I, I, I just want to uh, get home." And they said, "Oh, well, let's ride together home." And then somebody said, "Literally, well, that's just yeah." How it and that's how it started. And it was like, "Well, we'll go up the hill." I guess there's a hill in San Francisco, so any nondescript <laughs> hill. Non- if this is a movie, it'd be nondescript hill number one. Uh-huh. Exterior, night, right. uh, early early evening. Yes, into there's night. a lot and of And that's those. how they started. So, uh, so what's the difference uh, that you've seen between... Have you done Santa Monica Critical Mass? I have. 
and the difference between uh, the two? Uh, sexier yeah. chicks on bikes. Just to get back to the chicks on bikes. No, I, I'm just kidding. There's, okay, it, we can it go seems, back to chicks on bikes. No, Let me no, go it, back to the calendar. Like, it just seems like, like uh, to be honest, there's more women in Santa Monica, and I'm, I'm wondering it's just because of uh, they feel safer or something. There were a lot of women last night on, on the ride. Tess I, was telling me that Santa Monica is beating Long Beach for one of the most rideable cities. Well, yeah, I, I like it. It's just that I think their policies are a little bit different, too, which, mm-hmm. which in some cases is good, in some cases is bad. It's like if you have a bike that you're not living on, and, and I, I don't mean this to be critical, they, they make a big kind of like... Why are you living on your bike kind of thing? Whereas if you're using your bike, I, I mean, there's a fine line, I think, between people living on their bike. You'd have to question why are they living on their bike. And, and Santa Monica in the past has been very tolerant. What do you mean people living on well, their bike? Well, they've been very tolerant of Santa Monica, as Harry Shearer says, the home of the homeless. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, and, okay. But I, I'm noticing there's more of like, why, why do you, you know, people, I, I don't mean that the cops are hassling people on their bikes, but it seems like they're they're going out of their way to, 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 to not accommodate them as they've done in the past. Santa Monica critical mass is going no, out? No, it, not is... on the critical mass, but just in, oh. in general when they, they do things. So I'm noticing more kind of, um, I, I know that part of their agenda is to, to find alternatives to, to like homelessness, which is good. And I know that uh, we, we've heard his name before with transportation issues, uh, Rosenthal, uh, because this falls into it, was trying to uh, uh, find alternatives to this. He was one of the city councilmates, and I thought it was really uh, uh, not uh, not only great, but you know, he should be commended for this. Because at, at one point they were they were talking about looking at it like a parking issue, and I know this is a little bit off of. I'm our, talking about critical our, mass, and you're talking about well, well, what I'm trying to say, people, which I I know there's a place, yeah, there's a place for all of this. But it, but it's fun to we actually only have take, two hours. <laughs> it's fun to take the tour and see how on critical mass you you go through these neighborhoods and stuff, and you see these people and things, mm-hmm. and and so that's what it was a lot like last night. Yeah, I think riding in Los Angeles. Um, I saw you at the Ciclavia ride, okay. the, the community ride. Remember when we all met at the park and the day that it was Holland, supposed to be Holland Ciclavia? Right, the last one. The not a Ciclavia. The not Ciclavia, Ciclavia ride. I rode through, um, well, I hate calling it this, but everybody knows what it is if I say Skid Row uh, that morning um, to get to Hollenbeck Park. Uh, well, did you did you really need to? I mean, you could just have taken Sixth really, Street across. I don't care. I oh, mean, okay. I, but it's it's the, you know, riding in Los Angeles, and I just to bring it back to your point is, you it, we're not in some sleepy mountain town. We're not in a sleepy you know desert town where there's everything is pretty. It, it's right, th- right. You are exposed to a lot here, and I think that's beautiful, and that's also I mean part of life in any big city. But um, well, my my uh, real real question to you, why why you're pondering that, was that I I don't know if the police really perceive it as I I look at this as the movement is exploding, absolutely, and, and unlike unlike cars that you can always pull over and, and find something wrong with it or or tag him or whatever mm-hmm. or ask him this, a bicycle is pretty I don't want to say elusive but it's a little more plastic there's a little more flexibility to it there's people are riding everything out there and they're getting from point a to b which is great in one sense absolutely in in another sense i think they're looking at it like how are we gonna 
cash in on this. And I say that just quite quite literally because I, I see a lot of cops stopping people and trying to figure out how are we going to take this movement and make some money off of it, which is what the city always does. And I find I that really offensive because they're trying to find ways to either hassle people, to either uh, – you know, uh, in, enforce these laws, and I don't see it as a safety thing. Sometimes I see it as just a way to make commerce, and I, I really feel that the bike transcends that. Well, having said that, I'm going to answer the phone, and you're going to finish the thing. Uh, yeah. Someone's calling. I'd like to know out there if we have anyone who knows anything about the Lake Tahoe All Women's Sports Camp. Okay, Jen, hold on just a second. We're going to. I'm going to hand you over to April. And we have Jen calling in. Um, we have Rebecca Rush is supposed to be calling in at 11. Hang on. Let's talk to Jen for one second. Rebecca, if you're trying to call in, um, hang on. Uh, we're going to talk to Jen for one minute. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. This is Jen Tomlinson, our, our NorCal correspondent, calling in. Um, I should tell you that we have Rebecca Rush scheduled to call in at 11 and it's 1102 so okay well i'm just i'm actually calling you from arrive today which is kind of exciting yay (laughs) yay and it's you know foggy in san francisco so figure tell us what you're doing well i'm actually down um on chrissy field it's a gorgeous view of the bridge the uh, the the golden gate bridge and i'm seeing a lot of electric brakes on the on the path here. I know, it's kinda of strange. Kinda of cool. I guess they're for all the tourists. You it's could get up the hills in San Francisco. God love them. For all the hills, right? Linda's home in a place for an electric bike. Is it a training wheel? Is it a new type of training wheel, I wonder? It's an adult <laughs> training wheel. <laughs> that's true. That's a good that's a really good way to look at it. Oh, so you're you're going on a ride? Tell us your route. Um, well, I'm going over the bridge, and I'm gonna just kind of fly by the seat of my wheels. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I have some some time today, so I'm just going for it. Are you by yourself? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Solo, then ride. Although it won't be so solo. There's a lot of riders okay. today, okay. which is great to see. And there's a lot of people on that bridge. You be careful. Absolutely. You want to tell Safety us, um, give a, uh, tell us about your bicycle lingerie, where ladies can find your fabulous. Oh yeah, and I think actually you're speaking today to one of our retailers, right? We are. Bobby? Yes. Very exciting. Well, you guys are in for a treat. She's a rad woman. Um, but yeah, pennies are going strong. You know, it's the season for bicycle lingerie. So Jen so. has a Jen has a company called Pedal Panties. And Jen is the bicycle lingerie queen. <laughs> Pedal panties are for lady riders, and you can – I don't, I wore them in my last triathlon. You say they're just for commuting, but I I wore them in the triathlon, and they were great. So I can Awesome. Say, well, I, that's good to hear. Uh, are you wearing pedal panties today? Um, I am wearing pedal panties today. Wonderful. I don't leave home without them. <laughs> And where can people, women, buy these said pedal panties? What's that? Where can women buy these pedal panties? Well, we've got lots of lots of retailers. Probably the best place for people to get them is at pantysalad.com. Oh, Unless right. you're in Greenville, South Carolina, then go to Pedal Tea. Or if you're up in Spokane, we've got some uh, bike-style Spokane that's there. Um, 
But yeah, pantysalad.com is a really great website because you get to see a 360 view of the panty on a form, which is kind of nice when you're buying panties. Get a sense of what they look like all around. It's important. <laughs> and it's the panties helpful. are important. It's helpful. You know, comfort Absolutely. is important. And feel, you gotta feel good. You gotta look good. You gotta. Looking good. Whatever your feeling good. cute is, exactly. you gotta have it. <laughs> Total panties will help you get there. Yeah. All well, right. thanks so much for having me, bro. I hope you have a great rest of your show. I'm really interested in more of that time travel. I hope somebody can give you more information on that. As soon as we nail down that bicycle time travel, we'll, we're going to have a whole episode on it. Just think about the implications for stolen bikes. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. We could, oh, my gosh. If I could only go back and get all those bicycles. Exactly. Oh, exactly. that would be amazing. I know. Then... If we can use our powers for good, it'll be awesome. Do we have an animator? Our time travel powers. Maybe we have a cartoonist in the audience who wants to make a little film. It'd be so cute. Yeah. I would love it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, have a wonderful ride, and I'm Thank sure you. I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds okay. good. Take All care. Right. Thank you. Bye. All right. So uh, it is uh, Bike Talk here on KPFK on the uh, podcast. KPFK. And Kill Radio. And Kill Radio. All of our lovely... Oh, and, the phone. Wow. Here I bet is. you that's your other friend. Let me check. This is the phone, the nature of the phone. All right. So while I, we're I waiting to see radio. who's on the line, I was um, looking for the... Di- uh, oh, the Lake Tahoe All Women's Sports Camp is Saturday, August 20th to Sunday, August 21st. And we'd like to know if there's anyone in the listening audience who has participated in that. It's a multi-sport event with all different types of cycling, clinics, group rides, good times. It's happening in Truckee, California, and the website is www.allwomensportscamp.com. You actually got us. Do we have another caller? We we have another call. This is actually uh, a local artist that uh, I ran into. Uh, we're, I'm gonna see if we can't get get him uh, talk to Leo for just Hi, a second. Hi, Paul. Hi, Leo. Hey, uh, Leo. Uh, uh, just quickly, uh, uh, you, you, you've called in. Uh, how can we help you here on Bike Talk? Oh yeah, Paul. You know, uh, last time we uh, ran into each other, we had a terrible accident. But hey, you know, folks are all well. Okay. Hey, uh, I was uh, talking to you back then about uh, the Art Walk accident that happened. This uh, a few weeks ago here, where that uh, young uh, two-month uh, baby uh, boy was killed because of uh, the congestion that's downtown during the Art Walk night, uh-huh. and then uh, I kind of was talking to you about maybe uh, talking to the director, uh, Joe Moeller, the Art Walk executive director, uh-huh. about maybe maybe uh, creating some type of uh, an Art Walk bike night instead and closing down the streets and only having uh, bikes downtown instead of any vehicles that's 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 exactly what uh, we we do in uh, northeast Los Angeles every second Saturday of the month so it seems like a, a natural for us out there in uh, Nila but that's the spoken art ride yeah that's a spoken art ride but uh, uh, I, I guess it's kind of foreign to people downtown and we should uh, maybe export that there. Uh, that'd be a great idea. You know, I was uh, just calling up to say, uh, you know, God bless that, that little boy and, you know, others who have been, uh, you know, hurt by uh, vehicles and yeah. adults, too, you know, because of, uh, you know, the strangeness of the streets and, you know, the, the, the lines in the street or no lines in the street. 
Street and uh, maybe more awareness commercials. Yeah, uh, on you know on TV would be uh, even better. You know. Well, that, that's something that I think the media kind of skips over uh, because there's unless there's there's uh, violence or or some sort of altercation or the police have to come out. It very very rarely makes the news when it's been a peaceful kind of <laughs> normal yeah. night or something. And exactly. while while it's hard to uh, uh, give it some. Uh, kind of press we'll, we'll be more than happy to show you I, I know that coming up in the next week or two is the uh, uh, not only another Korea night out which a lot of bike riders come out for but it's uh, we're seeing more bike riders just because it is summer and uh, I would ask not only other bike riders but uh, cars and people to, to keep an eye out there for stuff but this uh, this art thing like sounds like something we could uh, we could fix with uh, uh, just finding another form of transportation instead of cars or something. Exactly, exactly. And then downtown, you know, it's just these barriers that they put out, like, uh, you know, to stop traffic. And they could do that because a lot of the streets in downtown are one-way streets. And it's a given, you know, you put up a barrier and people just turn away and go in a different direction around the gallery row area where the art walk occurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, hey, and I think that'd be healthier and better for a lot of people here and a lot of people here in that, are, that reside down, downtown like myself, uh-huh. uh, would, uh, we'd really dig it because everybody would be on bikes, man. It'd be cool. That would be cool. Now, now Lee, I'll, uh, before I, I try to bum shuffle you off here, tell us once more. <laughs> you have an art opening going on right now, don't you? Oh, yes, yes. Today is uh, the closing night of an art show that I'm having. Uh, it's called Alley Loves Leo Limon. <laughs> and uh, we're having a panel talk at 2 o'clock. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I have a few people talking about me. Ooh. And then uh, tonight at 7 o'clock is the closing reception at the Studio for Southern California History, and that's at 977 North Hill Street. Right, right, at right, off exit. Of, right off of uh, Chinatown, so to speak. Yes, yes. It's the exit or the entrance to the uh, 110 freeway. You can't miss it. It's the first parking lot, and it's the adjacent large building, two-story building next to it. And if you can, come on by, guys, because I'm doing uh, uh, some art, some canvases that I've depicted bicycles and uh, graffiti hearts, because I think uh, they go hand in hand, young people. Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. spray can art, aerosol art, that. and uh, stuff like that. All right, Lee. Well, we'll see you later, maybe today over at the bike, Kevin. Okay. Okay, thank you so much, and hey, everybody, happy trails. <laughs> okay. Happy trails. Bye. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Lee. Okay. Leo, Lee. Thanks a lot, man. Okay, so we, this is live radio, everyone. Thank you very much for being patient. We have, um, I love to say this, we're switching gears now. <laughs> <laughs> You it's know, a lot nice. of us don't ride bikes with gears. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So Rebecca Rush is calling in right now. Rebecca is calling from I, I, Idaho. Uh, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hold on. I'll, I'll get you on. So Rebecca's Thanks. on the line. Here, I'm passing it over to you. Thank you. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, April. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for being patient. Sorry, this is live radio. We have we have to deal with these these community people wanting to call in and talk about stuff too and i always have to try to shuffle everyone around so thanks for being no, patient. Fine. no no problem awesome awesome so um 
I know a little bit about your involvement in cycling world. Um, do you want to give our listening audience uh, your your profile, or should do you want to tell us how you got into endurance sports, or tell us who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. Well, I've been a professional athlete for probably 15-plus years um, in various sports, from rock climbing to adventure racing, paddling, and the most recent um, excursion has been um, mountain bike racing, and I've been doing that about six years, and in that time, um have uh, won three 24-hour world championships, and I hold the record for at the Leadville Trail 100. Um also single speed national champion and kind of in six years I've racked up a bunch of different um a bunch of different um success stories which was a big surprise to me. Um the mountain biking was a little bit of an afterthought. I sort of thought I was on my way to get a real job. Um but it's been a great extension of my career and so now I'm a full time mountain biker and athlete and um yeah, I do a lot of women's clinics and things like that. So it's become a full time job despite um you know, I never thought growing up as a kid or anything, I never sort of laid out plans to be a professional athlete, but it has all kind of fallen into place, and it's been really fun. And do you, uh, I noticed that you also do, um, you said you do some coaching with some female high school riders, and you also do EMT, volunteer EMT work as well, right? Yeah, at home, I live in Sun Valley, Idaho, and um, part, I'm a part-time uh, firefighter at EMT when I'm at home, which is really great. Um I love doing that, and I love being able to kind of have a totally different diversion, different side job from from my racing career. Um, and I'm really involved in my community with, like you mentioned, I got some high school girls into mountain biking this summer. I helped with the national championships that were hosted in our hometown. And so, I mean, I'm really, as much as I love racing myself, I'm also really about getting other people on bikes and basically getting them to see the light and, you know, have a smile go off on their face and, and kind of share what I've learned with other people. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so there's a big <clears throat> leap there. So you, bicycling was an afterthought, but had you always been riding a bike when you were no. a paddler? No, I, mountain biking, I started really late in life, and I'm, you know, I picked it up only because I was doing adventure racing. Um, oh, because before that, that I, yeah, I had to, but before that, I had a bike as a kid, you know, a little puffy or whatever, and then I never had a bike for years, and so I had to, I had to kind of revisit it with adventure racing, and I hated it. It was my least favorite part, and it was just sort of an obligation because it was part of the adventure racing world that I was in, and I never really fell in love with it until, um, quite a bit later when, adventure racing sort of dried up and the sponsorship sort of dried up and I was like, huh, what should I do? Um, and I was in the middle of a contract with Red Bull and I had a year left and they were like, well, just just do something else for a year. You have a contract. And so I kind of racked my brain about what qualities I had, where they would fit in, and all I could come up with was 24-hour mountain bike racing um, because I had the long endurance stuff from the adventure racing so I thought well I kind of don't really like riding a bike but I'll give it a shot and um that was the start like I said of a new career and I ended up trying to race with a bunch of girlfriends and doing well and um technically not doing well I mean I ran a bunch of the course my first races and basically I 
wasn't a very good rider, but I could keep going for a long time. So even though it was a competition, um, yeah, and that was about six years ago, like I said, and it's blossomed into a new career. And now um, cycling has become my sort of first love in sports, which nobody ever would have thought that would have happened. The, the, so. the seductive nature of the bicycle. <laughs> I guess, and it's, you know, it's never too late to kind of learn something new and get better at something. You know, I, I mean, I guess technically I didn't start really riding a bike much until well into my 30s. Um, which is late for a pro athlete. Yeah. So. So tell us about the the women in this circuit that you travel in. Um, I mostly do endurance bike racing. So things that are, you know, four, five, six, 24 hours, um, sometimes multi-day events. And it's really a mix of people who've come from cross-country racing or road racing or triathlon or they were runners um, and it's kind of what I really like about endurance mountain biking is it sort of brings in all walks of life. Um, there's not really one path or there's not really one body type or one type of person. Um, it's sort of like people who run a marathon. It's the, what's appealing to endurance riding a lot of times is just the trying to do it. Right. Not even do it that fast, but just like ride a hundred miles. Oh my gosh. Like, so I think it draws people who really want to set a goal and who really want to go after something, and it just happens to be on a bicycle. And so I really like that aspect of it because from the the top racers to, you know, the last person who finishes, we're all racing on the same trail, but we all have this goal, this motivation to do this really long event, whether you're winning or whether you're just trying to finish. Um, did, do you have anything to do with the Leadville 100 training camp? Was that, were you affiliated with that or do you know? No, I wasn't involved with that this year. Um, I am at the, one of the last Leadville, um, qualifying race series that they've added this year. I'm in Crested Butte and that race is tomorrow. Um, and it's a hundred kilometers, so about 60 miles. So I came out here to support this event, and it's for people who didn't get into Leadville on the lottery, they can qualify. So if they finish in the top percentage of their age group, they get an entry to the Leadville Trail 100. So I'm here supporting that and showing the Race Across the Sky movie tonight, which is about last year's Leadville Trail 100. So I've been getting involved with just trying to help other people get into the races and and they'll do a little question and answer tonight with me if people do get into Leadville and they are like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> um, they can ask me questions about endurance racing and fueling and nutrition and training and stuff. So, so yeah, I definitely want to share my experience with people. That's great. That's great. Uh, um, so, oh gosh, there's so much I want to ask you. I know we don't have a lot of time. Um, training, my my – compadre in the studio here wants to know about your training how <laughs> your training regimen want to know about how she I want to talk to her about if we have any listeners who want to start in this area um, uh-huh. I know I mean yeah so what what kind of advice would you give a rider um, who wants to break into mountain biking or endurance mountain biking or uh, any of these areas that you are so traveled in? You know, I would say, I mean, there there are a lot of people who ride bikes. Um, something like 
you know, mountain bikers alone make up like 60 million people over 18 in the U.S. So that doesn't even count under 18. It doesn't count road biking. So cyclists are a really big community of people. And a lot of people, there are more road cyclists than mountain bikers. And, you know, I'm always trying to encourage people. I road ride as well, but I'm always encouraging people to get, you know, onto the dirt, onto a mountain bike, and really go exploring because it's such a, you can go so many places. Um, And what I love about it more than hiking is you can see more because your travel is a little bit faster. Right. And so... You know, what I say to people who are, like, wanting you to get into mountain biking or they're thinking about doing a race, I mean, the biggest thing is to actually just sign up for something. And a lot of people think you need to be really fast to do a race, but I'll go back to the marathon example. You can look at any start line, and there's people who are overweight, older than you, younger than you. There's, you know, we're wearing tennis shoes. They don't have all the right gear, but they're still lining up, and they're putting themselves on the line. Absolutely, yeah. I really like to tell people that race is not a four-letter word. The cool thing about an event or a start line is you it's a goal, basically, that you, you put yourself out there. You pay your money, you go there on race day, and you try harder than you would try by yourself. And so I try to encourage everyone to race, whether it's your local little 30-minute short track race or whether you really go for it and a year out sign up for a 100-miler and set that as a long-term goal, I think it's really important in life to choose those sorts of things. And the whole process then becomes fun, like kind of tying into the training question. I have a coach and I train all the time, but a lot of my training is using these events. Like this race tomorrow, this Leadville qualifier is a 100-kilometer race but for me it's a training race and so I'm doing it for fun I'm going to be out there um and it's it's my job but it's also going to be really fun so signing up for events is a great way to actually just train for events and using them those ways because it keeps you honest like I said you've paid your money you you have to show up Yeah, and it's a way to get exposed to the to a different facet of your community and meet new people and um, just have fun with it instead of just being alone with your coach or with your training group. Um, yeah, I, I, I've met so I many friends going to mountain bike events and going to different races and, you know, doing different things. And every town has, you know, an IMBA club, which is International Mountain Bike Association. They have a club. They have you know, people who are riding, they have trails they can tell you about. Um, so it's pretty easy to do a little bit of research in your area or somewhere that you're traveling to and find out about what's going on there for riding. Yeah, that's a great resource. So um, I think that's a really good place for, for people to, to start in Los Angeles if um, they want to try to get on the trail here. I know... Um, I did a lot more mountain biking when I was living in the Sierras because it's right there, and, and in a big city, it's challenging to um, to get to the trail, and and then you might get there and you don't know anything about it, and it could be awful or great, or um, but you have to make a concentrated effort to to find the trails in in the big city. So. Yeah, it's always easier to, yeah, go to a bike shop, get a little info, go with somebody who kind of knows at least the first few times. And, you know, I learned to ride a mountain bike in the Santa Monica Mountains. 
Um, and it's great riding there. And yeah, you have to jump in your car to get to the trailhead, but it's so worth it, especially in a city to have a little wilderness experience every once in a while. I think it's really important. I do too. Um, where were you, what were your favorite trails to ride when you were here? Um, Sycamore Canyon was a really good one. And like I said, I was just starting out. So I was mostly going with people. So I didn't really know all the trails or how to get there. They'd just be like, okay, we're going to do this and this and backbone trail and this. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I would sort of be following along. Um, but I just remember, other than the poison oak that's in here, um, it being such a great network. And being in a big city, I didn't see that many people. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. it didn't seem overly crowded to me, considering how many people are living in that area. Huh. And then, of course, you can drive, you know, half an hour out of the city, and there's tons of riding. Yeah. There's great riding down um, in Orange County. There's great riding, you know, a little bit out to the east in the San Bernardino Mountains, so there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot here. All right, well, um, we have a, a, another caller calling in at 11.30. I would love to to, um, to hear how your race goes tomorrow at your qualifier. Oh, wait, my compadre has a question. Well, Hang on. Question. Uh, she oh. does, you do adventure biking. Has she ever gotten lost? Oh, he wants to know. I've ever gotten, I've ever gotten lost riding my bike. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and that's part of the fun of it. I mean, my background in, in adventure racing, I do like to use a map and compass and mm-hmm. I've gotten lost on my own home trails, taking a left instead of a right. And, you know, but I have a pretty good sense of direction. And sometimes actually that's the fun part is finding your way out. Um, instead of, you know, like running on a track or going around in circles, I like the unknown sort of adventure part of it where maybe you would get lost or maybe it's going to rain or maybe you're going to take longer than you thought. Those are all good things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where the, the yeah, the, like you said, the adventure racing ties into to what you're doing now. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Well, um, it's wonderful to talk to you and thank you so much for, for calling in and um, being available to us today. And uh, yeah. I'd love to talk to you again and get some updates in the future. Well, if anybody um, listening has a burning question that didn't get answered, I answer questions every month on my website in a little section called Ask Reba. So you can go on RebeccaRush.com and click on Ask Reba, and I'll uh, answer your questions. And I give away I give away stuff if you ask a good question. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, it was nice to talk to you, and um, have a wonderful time in Colorado. I will. All right, Rebecca. Happy trails. Thanks. Okay. Bye. bye. Well, of course, that was Rebecca. Um, Rebecca Rush. That does uh, all that training and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, she talked about single-speed bikes, and I, uh, over at the bike oven, we've done a, a lot of those where we it's not necessarily just a fixed gear, but also uh, a single-speed. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a paper written when bikes were first developed that uh, our uh, resident uh, engineer, Harv, has sort of taken and expanded, so... Uh, using a lot more because of the chain line and frequency and stuff. I know you ride a single speed. Do you find that you get around? No, I don't. I thought you did. No. Oh. (laughs) 
No, well, I have lots of speeds. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Geared bikes. Geared bikes. No, but what I was leading for is uh, uh, we, we should, maybe I'll get on her forum and ask her about that. Does she find an advantage to running single speed? Because you don't have Rebecca to worry Rush. about com. To, to, to go through all those gears and stuff. I know someone else who rides a single speed mountain bike, but he's a man and he's got really big, powerful legs. So <laughs> I, I think, um, yeah. I wonder if does Heidi Volpe, I met Heidi at the Fargo Street Hill Challenge. Heidi introduced me to Rebecca. Yeah, that's, that's something you may want some gears on Fargo, yeah. Yeah. Fargo, did you get up Fargo? I did, I was just taking photographs. Oh, I wasn't riding. It's hard. It's hard. Actually, we, we joked about it because this year when I was covering Fargo for the race, it wasn't just going up Fargo. It was how many times you could go right. up Fargo. Well, Heidi like was the woman Like 49 times who, was a record when I got there. And somebody did it all day, and they were up to like 60. And it was like just a team going around in a circle. Yeah. Up and down. Up and down. Up and, up and down. down. So Hi- up, up Fargo, down Baxter kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of silly. And you uh, can only get your first-timer patch at the top of the hill. So uh, if you ever make it to the top, don't forget to ask oh, yeah, for your patch. Oh, yeah, pick up a patch. And if you do it more than once, I, I, I think you could open up your own, you know, little clothing line. Just put Fargo <laughs> patches on shirts and hand them out to kids or people like me that go, oh, I haven't made it up. But uh, I've, I've actually made it up, but it wasn't on a on a single speed. It was a geared bike. I'm trying for a coaster next time. Coaster break, which is kind of strange because you always have to keep this moving. This year there were unicycles. Oh, yeah. Rollerblades. It's be derby a girls. Act. Well, a, a lot of people don't realize that Fargo started out because there's a, there's the two freeway now. The Fargo started out even further down. So instead oh, of where you started on right. what has now become the Alessandro, Alessandro, I guess, went down further. And if you go to the other side, a lot of people don't know this, but this gets back to your checking out places in town kind of thing. Right. A discovery. Is the other part of where the, I guess, the their version of, of the yellow line or the red line used to come through. And all those pylons where you see all the um, mm-hmm. uh, the television sets and stuff or art art installations or whatever, that's where the, the other side of the freeway used to go or the other side of the public transportation, their version of the red line, uh, went into... Uh, this is very specific. Glendale LA culture stuff. we're talking well, about but, right now. But what, it, what it gets Street, back to is the let's fact that tell it's, everybody what it is. Fargo so, Street is no, the longest. Let me tell them. Oh, okay. Go ahead. The Fargo Street Hill climb is uh, happens once a year, and it's a super steep grade of a hill in Los Angeles where you go and try to ride up it on your bike and it's really it's like a fourteen percent grade so, or see, I, I heard yeah something, something ridiculous crazy. and. You can't ride straight up it. it the, and last year, um, well, uh, it's I, I beg to differ. You you can ride straight up it, but it oh, really? really does tax you. <laughs> okay, I've never seen say. anyone ride up it. Oh, I, I've seen a number of people. Uh, uh, just the first one off the top of my head is is Jack Lindquist, who does a lot of track racing. He goes straight up. Oh, I'm going to go on the track in, in it, the, for the first oh, yeah, time train. in September. I'm train. excited. Train. Maybe you could have Jack or, or, or Megan, who builds his bikes, uh, go out there and, and give you a thing. It, it's funny because I, I think we should you should get Megan on here. She's one of these people that actually uh, fabricates frames. Oh, and Megan is um, Moth. Yes. 
Yeah, yes, I gave she, her that's my her... business card, and I would love for her to yeah, come in. She's uh, got her hands, and, and this is not some sort of kinky thing, but Peloton, if you've ever looked at that bicycle magazine, they always do a feature about hands, and they talk to people about uh, what they do in the business, and they sh- they show her hands and stuff, and uh, that's, that's how they uh, sort of, I, I guess there's photographs of people's hands in there or something. Kind of like a... a, a is that the recent... Re- excuse me, the recent issue of Peloton? It's, it's the one that had uh, um, uh, uh, Kopi on it, uh, who is, uh, it, it, I, I don't think it's the most recent one because we don't get the most recent stuff of the bike oven. So somebody donated it to the bike oven. But it was a, a really good issue about uh, uh, pastoros um, in, in racing courses, and they were talking about, you know, what, what if the war hadn't interrupted his career uh, where he would have been or, or something, which is kind of cool. But that, that was one of the, the things I found in there in the, in the issue that I, that I thought was really interesting because they were talking to all the different people about uh, building frames and bikes and stuff, and she was in there. She's been doing it for two years, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I looked. And she's. Uh, and the other thing website, is, with, without. Yeah, I, I think she's got it. It. She always loved moths, and I think that's the name of her her, her label. But there's uh, also, and when you get her in here, you'll correct all the all the misinformation I'm giving right. you now. Uh, uh, she uh, also is a big advocate of the LACBC, and I know she's been part of that program uh, for years. So we it's love like, the LACBC. Yeah, her heart's in the right place, and I don't mean to say yeah. like her heart was ever in the wrong place, but it's it's like that's yeah. the kind of people that that are still fighting for. I had a question this rights. week, and I called the LACBC, and really? I yeah, and I talked to Bobby, and he was so helpful. And you well, there know. you go, Bobby, Bobby, uh, Gotti or Gotti, Gabby uh, or Bobby G, Bobby G, yeah, <laughs> from the uh, the and and this Bike is something oven? he no he's he's uh. He does the, um, the well. BC he was at the Ciclovia, but he also does uh, uh, bike uh, bike libre, is it, or or the bike wrangler or something? Maybe Bobby should call in. I think Hi. our next Hi. guest is calling in. Robin, Hi. our East Coast out? correspondent, she's going to call in and talk to us about what's going on yes. in Carolinas. Okay, hold on a second. Is, is are you going to take her place or? Oh, okay, great, great. Hold on a second. Here, here we go. Can you hear him? Hello. Hey, it's Robin. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Uh, if you were trying to call in and the line was busy, um, thanks for being patient. Our live radio here. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. So we are on the air, huh? We are on the air. Robin is um, Robin is a fellow female entrepreneur who we recently met through from uh, via Jen of Pedal Panties. I should just make this connection because Jen just called in and she was very excited that you and I were going to talk on the phone today and have you on the radio. And she's she's very excited that at what we're creating here. So um, Robin is on the East Coast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I have a women-specific bike shop called Pedal Chic. And as far as I know, we're one of the few women-specific shops in the country. And it has been uh, been open for about a year, and it's been a, an amazing journey. Wonderful. And that's in Greenville, right? Yes, it's in Greenville, South Carolina, which is actually quite a magnificent cycling town. Uh, George Hincapie lives here. It's the home of the U.S. Pro Tours. Uh-huh. The race is in our downtown area and it goes across Paris Mountain. It's a beautiful race. We have it every year. 
What is the women's cycling community like there? The women's cycling community is poised for greatness. We are having the best time getting women on the road. It's been, as I said, I've been in business for about a year now, and I'm watching women that never thought they would have the courage to get out on the road uh, getting bikes and not always road bikes, sometimes fashionable bikes, sometimes more trail bikes. One thing that has made a huge difference in our community, which I know is happening across the country, which excites me to no end, are the rails to trails. Yes. And we have a fabulous trail called the Swamp Rabbit. And actually, we were written up in Southern Living Magazine. I uh, don't know if you know that particular magazine. Yes. But um, they wrote about the trail and about Pedal Chic and uh, the difference that it's made in lives. It's gotten people moving that I promise would have never been comfortable moving on the road. It's very important to have those secluded, safer areas, um, I think, um, to yeah, just to get people on the bike. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And then what that does, once they can, once we can get them moving, then what we do in the community at Pedal Chic is we show them how to move as women. We, we take a whole different approach to cycling than, than I personally have ever seen. We, we of course have group rides, but our group rides are so free of testosterone. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that with all the love in my heart, but we, we we take our rides a little less seriously. We do have some serious riders that want to grow in the sport, and, and we've got room for them. But for the for the novice, we do very very basic classes. Um, Great. What? How, uh, so, what do you want to tell us a little bit about the um, the events and the the rides or that you offer through the store? Oh, sure. We we we've had so many. I was trying to tighten it up a little bit, but um, one of the really fun classes we had recently was called Intimate Conversations, <laughs> and I loved it because I had I had female coaches come in, and we talked about the things that people are just remiss to talk about in a possibly co-ed environment, such as proper saddle selection. Sure. How do I pick a chamois? What is chamois cream, and why why do I use it, and where do I put it? And we had a fun time with that. Of course, a little wine and cheese never hurts. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, I was, I should just interject. I was having that very conversation with a woman I'm training. Two of the women I train with for the um, this endurance team I'm on, we are, it's a charity team. So it, it's, it's um, all of our many that we raise and all the energy goes towards bettering um, people living with HIV. It's a local service organization called AIDS Project Los Angeles, and the team I'm on is called T2, which is short for the Team to End AIDS. Anyways, all different levels of riders, and we were having this discussion yesterday because we were learning how to ride for a triathlon, and some of these women I'm training with have never ridden a bike before and it's just phenomenal to watch them grow and learn how to use their clips and learn how to shift and um and then there's yeah all of the physical stuff about how do you 
you know, what do you do with your, yeah, your, your girly parts? And how do you, how, how does a woman ride a bike versus how a man rides a bike? And, um, uh, well, April, we just sponsored our first all-women triathlon, and it was called You Go Girl. <laughs> and That's great. As opposed to, when I, I remember when I did my first try, being so just terrified. I read all the books, but there's nothing that can prepare you for that first race when you're trying to do it by yourself. Uh-huh. And what we did, we paired with our um, hospital, Greenville Hospital System here, and put on training clinics prior mm-hmm. to the event. We had, it was a very small event, about 150 women, but it was good turnout for our first event. And everybody that, come, that came to those clinics, when they would raise their hands as to who was a newbie, every single clinic had 40 to 50 women there, all new. All shapes, all sizes, everybody trying to put check something off of their bucket list, which they thought they could never accomplish. Yeah, I've, I've realized that, um, gosh, for me, the triathlon, I guess I'm really inspired by these women that I'm meeting who are coming at it sideways, who are not, um, I, I've been trying to pin this down, and I, I like the notion of what giving it your all means, and someone who's been an athlete their whole life has a very different version of giving it your all versus someone who is getting off the couch, and that's amazing to me, and I'm training with some of these women. I'm also training with more of what I would call an elite athlete, and to be out there and to compete with one another, because I don't care. You know, people say it's not a competition, but it is. I mean, with yourself and all of us have a different level of competitiveness, but um, I'm really inspired by that notion of, of, you know, giving it your all and how it differs from human to human. Um, And I really want to celebrate that, so. Well, you know, we don't like to see ourselves at Pedal Chic as a bike shop. We are a relationship, home, away from home, and we are about empowering women, no matter what they want to do. If they want to get out of their car and head on a bike to the grocery store, I want to teach them how to do that, how to do it feeling as good about themselves as possible. I don't care what size they are. Um, we, We go to size from extra small to 4X, which matters hugely in our business. Absolutely. Um, but back to this triathlon, the, the, the day of the race, the joy on these women's faces was we, we had worked, I don't know, I'd worked seven days straight, and I had to be there at 5 o'clock in the morning and all those clinics prior, and I was exhausted. And I, you know, one of those moments where you're like, what am I doing this for? And when I saw the joy on these women's faces and, and something that they had trained for and accomplished, and you know that feeling, and especially if it's somebody who's coming out of a divorce or coming out of a, you know, 30, 40, 100-pound weight loss or, or whatever their individual story might be, you know, they had their success and just crossing that finish line, and it was amazing. It was amazing. It was great. Yeah, that's wonderful. So that's one of the things that we are doing. Like this coming Thursday on the 4th, we are uh, flying in a coach um, to uh, and pairing with the Cy- Greenville Cycling Center uh, for a nutrition seminar for women to okay. teach women exactly how to prepare because we, we do have special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we do fashion shows to show people how 
fabulous you can look on your bike. And that's a very big part of my business. Um, you have to look cute. You have to feel good. Absolutely. And your uh, version of that is, it's important to feel good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but we have, other than just with my store, we have a lot of events around the area. I didn't know if you wanted to hear about some of those. Yeah, I, we would love to hear about some East Coast events. That would be great. Well, um, right now as we speak, there is, um, I have a lot of friends. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this one really quickly. Um, a lot of my friends are training for a ride. Uh, it, it's called the P3, C3 ride, and it is from Greenville, South Carolina to Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. And they raise money. It's the challenge to conquer cancer, and these guys, these guys are incredible. I don't ride like that, but um, got some amazing survivors that will go, and they have to raise quite a, quite a bit of money, but then they'll ride you know, all day and all night for five days. They ride for five days. And how many miles is that, Robin? Oh, my gosh. I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, it's a lot. <laughs> and you can get all the details at p3c3.org. Okay. So, yeah, um, my, my my studio host here, DJ Chicken Leather, just asked, how do you eat for something like that? And that's what you're, that's why you're flying in this coach, right? Oh, my goodness. That... How, that's a whole other bandwagon. These guys train for uh, for several several months, and um, they have a whole team that has to travel with them to um, sag the ride. And people stay in different like they'll people will ride and go stay in a hotel, and the other riders will catch up with them, and then the new riders will get on and take on the next few miles. It's a it's a pretty big production, but it's not a relay. I, you know what? I'm, I'm talking a little bit off the cuff. I don't know all the details. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, so it's PC3, P3, what is it? It's it's um, P3C3.org, O-R-G. P3C3.org. Okay, mm-hmm. and it raises money for cancer? The Challenge to Conquer Cancer, yes. One of my very good friends is in this race. And uh, when I started my company, actually, last year, she allowed me to uh, – start in the back of her fitness center and uh, we started very humbly and she is a survivor of melanoma which she is always going through something I don't know if you know anybody uh, that's dealing with that but she is quite an amazing woman and it never get down I just think about Jenny and what she's going through and yet she does this ride every year and raises quite a bit of money in the process wow yeah, I I'm gonna do the um, the AIDS ride next year, and uh, for the first time, and I've watched those those riders come in two years in a row. Now I've gone to support friends who've done it as just be at the finish line, and there are um, all different levels of riders. It's a it's a huge event in California, but um, there are uh, HIV positive riders, and they're they're out there open riding and it's just it's just remarkable i mean the power of the human spirit is really incredible well it is and you know we're real fortunate in this sport that we don't have to be professionals to go and really enjoy the sport and really do something that's impactful absolutely and that's one thing that i find so empowering is to hear somebody 
you know, look at you when you say, I just rode 60 miles and have them look at you with dismay and you're like, you know what, it was kind of easy. <laughs> and you can do this too. I just got a text that I gave you the wrong um, information. The actual website is p3ride.org. Okay, so the p3ride.org is the ride that we're Correct. talking about, and that's the one that goes from from Greenville to Austin. Greenville to Austin. And when is that happening? And the date, I'm trying to pull it up, and I'm I'm sure she's listening and she's going to text me the date. Okay, well, you can tell us later, um, or you can tell us when it comes in. Is there another okay. local event that you want to talk about? Yeah, actually, as we speak right now, Mm-hmm. There is an event in Charlotte called 24 Hours of Booty. Okay. Of booty? B-O-O-T-Y? Of booty. B-O-O-T-Y. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. And this is an official ride for the Livestrong Foundation. Okay. And there are actually three locations. It's in Charlotte, uh, July 29th and 30th, uh, Columbia, Maryland, August 27th through the 2nd, or 28th, excuse me, and then Atlanta, August 1st through the 2nd. And as I understand, that is literally a 24-hour race, and it raises money for cancer. Okay, so it's um, uh, similar to our first call, or our first, I'm trying to figure out how to categorize everyone, our second caller today, because we had a first caller jump in at the last minute, Rebecca Rush is a pro um, athlete rider, and she does a lot of 24-hour racing. So she was talking about that kind of stuff, which is super amazing. Well, you're moving for a long time. Uh, Robin, do you do these 24-hour types of races, rides? Boy, you know, last year I did a lot of triathlon, and I um, had promised one of my best friends that I'd do a uh, – half Ironman this year, but I am building a business and I'm a single mother and that You're a business pretty woman. much has taken yeah. everything else off my plate. <laughs> um, do you plan on sponsoring a triathlon team again? I am sponsoring the You Go Girls again next year. Okay. And we're hoping to have a little bit more time to promote it. And I'm um, working on some other programs and things that, that promote women and that promote women in writing to to sponsor as we grow our brand. Yes. So it's very exciting. It's just, it, I, I personally feel like women are, are we, we've, we've got so much room to grow. It's so exciting. It's very exciting. And the, the women's cycling uh, market is, is big and growing and uh, taking off. So I think we're, the cycling movement period is, is taking off and that's amazing. But well, I, I it's funny when I was looking at my brand that I was gonna carry in my store, I was at a bike show and really kinda of walked around and waited for somebody to pay attention to me. <laughs> Which if you've ever been to a bike show, the only girls they typically pay attention to are the ones in the shorts, you know, with martinis in their hands. The short shorts, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I avoided those babes, by the way. Um but I uh, finally, I, I, I have some amazing dealers and vendors that support me and, and our culture and the difference in our store than most stores, which are very boutique 
but one of the brands that I carry is Jameson, they're owned by a woman, which I just, I love that. Not, not to be a feminist, but it, it, it again is empowering to have someone at that level that, that I can actually work with and, and talk to and, and, uh, she listens, which is fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, it's your team, right? Who do you want on your team? And in a perfect world, um, yeah, someone, anyways. Well, well there are a couple <laughs> more. off in that direction. Well, a couple more things that I wanted to share oh, I with ask, you. I have a question I wanted to ask you, too, about the, the um, before we move on, I wanted to ask you the Livestrong events. Right. The, the, go, the 24, the booty, the go-get. What was it called? I'm sorry. 20, 24 hours of booty. 24 hours of booty. Okay. I remember now. Um, is the Livestrong Foundation starting to launch more women-specific events? I I didn't know this. You know, I need to check on that. I don't know exactly okay. what Livestrong's plans are, but that's a definite. I can put that on my to-do list and let you know for next time. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. I, I didn't... Um, I don't really keep my eyes open on that organization, but I um, am always wanting to see what the kind of big players are doing and the little players and, and just to get an overall feeling for what's going on in the cycling world is, is good to hear um, for on developments like that. So, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, well, what I'm finding, which I'm sure you're seeing too, is that there are a lot of women, like even in our local market, there are so many women that want to ride and they don't know – where to go. Um, yes. Naturally, a lot of them come to me, but if their rides don't fit when my shop rides are, if they're, you know, whatever their schedule may be, and, you know, women, we tend to, tend to juggle a lot of things and a lot of people's schedules, and what we're trying to do is, is build some sort of a, a forum, even mm-hmm. if it's on our website, where people can go and, and find each other without having to be connected to a shop. And... I've struggled a little bit with how women are just, we're just not finding each other. We've got a, a really fun group here called Wild Wiki, excuse me, Wild Wacky Women on Wheels. <laughs> okay. And they have um, a meetup group. Okay. And they'll call each other and decide when they want to ride. And they came to my shop and did a ride and dine. And, uh, they try to do some things at different schedules to uh, accommodate a lot of different changing, you know, everybody's got a different life schedule. So people can't always run ride with me at 8 o'clock on a Saturday. No, I, um, yes, it's true, and it's hard to coordinate. I, I just started it, uh, I don't know if you heard earlier, but I was asked to start a chapter of, a Colorado-based ladies' riding club called the Bell Stars. Yay. Bell Stars asked me to start a chapter in Southern California, and um, we had our first meeting last week. It was great, um, and we're, we have two little rides planned. But it's, it's it's challenging to 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 not only to market the the ride, but to um, to find a time that works for everyone. So well, I, we have in in Greenville, South Carolina where I live, a group called the Greenville Spinners, and just last summer, they launched a group called GS Alon, which was a division of the Spinners, but just for women, and slowly, 
that organization is building the audience and the cycling you know, group availability times for women. But you know, we're all just kind of finding each other and, and trying to build our own community. Um, I've heard of Velo Bella, too. They okay. have a lot of teams through the country. Have you heard I'm, of them? I'm making notes. No, I haven't. I'm going to look them up, though. Um, but shoot, you know, maybe we'll just have a pedal sheet team and you can start that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're working on that na national network of, of women in cycling as we speak. Um, I have an idea. I wanted to plan a, a field trip to a local women's triathlon store, but I wonder if we could, if you'd be interested, and you don't have to answer this now, but I just thought of it, um, if we could do a, some kind of virtual field trip to your store. Oh, I'm so on it. <laughs> you know I wouldn't say no. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, that was easy. Um, well, you know, cool. at least I'm consistent. All right, great. Um, well, we have about three minutes. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on, anything we missed, or we can let you go? Well, I've got um, just a couple more things in Atlanta. There's, oh, great, great. Uh, Tour de Pink on, on the East Coast is um, – Tour de Pink is the Young Survivor Coalition for Young Women with Breast Cancer. Okay. Uh, Morristown, New Jersey, September 23rd. There's um, another Tour de Pink in Atlanta, August 1st. Um, both of these, you can go a very small ride, a very short ride, or um, the Atlanta goes to 100 miles. Last year, they had 600 participants. Okay. Um, the Sorella Cycling, which is S-O-R-E-L-L-A, Sorella Cycling, they do a training ride in Atlanta down their Silver Comet Trail, which is similar to our rails to trail. Okay. And it's women cyclists. Novices are welcome. Pre-registration is required, and that is um, August 28th at 8 a.m. Okay, great. And I really recommend that. The Silver Comet is a great place to learn to ride. Okay, okay. Um, and other than that, that's what I've got for you today, and I'm so excited to be a part of the show. I just can't thank you enough. I'm so excited that you're so excited, and we have East Coast representation, and the sky's the limit. I know. We're going to have to get, like, colors for the East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> great. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> a great idea. Well, right. I appreciate the time very much, and I look forward to how we're going to help your radio show grow and anything we can do, and virtual tour, you just let me know what I need to do. Okay. That sounds good. Before I let you hang up, tell us again the name of your store and how we can find you on the Internet. And, um, yes, that would okay, be great. We are Pedal Chic, P-E-D-A-L-C-H-I-C. My tagline is actually roadways are the new runways because I want I love it. to always look fabulous, and that's why we love our pedal panties. Um, it's www.pedalchic.com. Our Twitter account is Pedal Chic, and our Facebook is Pedal Chic. And we are dangerously close to a 1,000 fans, and we would love for you to like us on Pedal Chic. Amazing. That's a great goal. We can definitely help you out with that. All right. Well, we'll see you um, We'll see you in the world of the Internet, and I will talk to you sometime very soon, I'm sure. 
And uh, it was wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, April. It's been fun. Okay, Robin. Bye. Bye. Well, that was uh, quite a call. And I'm not just saying that because I have nothing to say here. No, but no it it's really nice to call. learn about. It's really nice to learn about uh, just some of the other things that are going around around the country with uh, women bikes. She owned her own shop. That's pretty pretty fantastic and things. Yeah. So that yeah, you see she's people. She's got such a great a great attitude, and she's going to yeah. be calling in regularly as our East Coast correspondent. So yeah, it's it's really hard to phantom, but everybody thinks that you know, especially in the bike shops. I, I could uh, sort of uh, relate to the fact that you're new at the bike show, and everybody's kind of walking by you and they want to they want to get free stuff out of everybody or right. swag or something right. and you're just trying to to be there and and maybe get a one or two relationships or or sort of some some sort of deal uh for your shop or just something to get out there in in the uh just to, it's a mecca sometimes so to so to see that and just feel that i could i could relate to that so um um what i'm what i'm hearing a lot about today and it's our theme is is time as we only have a few minutes left it seems that utilizing time and how you how you do it especially on a bike is uh, advantageous I, I guess well you know tess and i were riding last night and we were you know tess of bc chica i do know tess we yes. had a bell stars ride last night we rode to the snake pit really <laughs> And we well, wait, were wait, wait, talking about... I to, first, first, you know, it was critical mass last night. And there were a lot of things, but you organized your own ride. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was just the two of us. And oh, well, we that's had a fine. Limited amount of time. Uh huh. So it was kind of a little business meeting too. Oh. But anyways, um, I do want to read the rest of the calendar, but I also wanted to read just the, the calendar. The point that we were making on this ride was that I said, "Do you?" Th- I said. I think you're more alive on your bicycle. I think we are more alive on ah. our bicycles. That's the point that we came to after talking about, you know, the sensory experience and traveling right. through, you know, whatever you're riding through neighborhood-wise um, and having to be more alert. What I deduce from that is that we're more alive on our bikes. Okay. Period. All right. Maybe it's controversial. Maybe it's not. <laughs> All right. This is my calendar. I love that I stretch my calendar Here's the, the calendar. whole entire show. All right. I talked about the, the, tour de, uh, the Tour de Peninsula is happening in San Mateo, California, Sunday, August 7th. Um, that is touring. There are all different uh, lengths of rides, kids ride, beginner ride, intermediate ride, advanced ride. And... Um, you can go to, um, actually, I'm going to give you a phone number for that, 650-321-1638. And apparently it's um, more than just a ride. They say it's an outdoor experience for the whole family. Music, blues band, magical playground, et cetera, et cetera. There's that, August 7th. August 6th is the Ride the Divide movie fundraiser. Um August 20th is the CAF Back-to-Back Century Challenge. I told you guys I was going to give you all different levels of rides to to go on. So this is um, an epic two-day ride that rewards uh, with – what does it say? Sorry. I can't read my notes. An epic two-day ride that guarantees results of a lifetime. No, wait a second. (laughs) If it's guaranteed, do you get to go somewhere if you don't get the ride of your lifetime and and like – 
I need my money back or something? No money back because it's another charity <laughs> ride. I think the money goes towards um, raising money. I will see this. For... It's a win-win situation already. Though. Oh, no, no. Look, this is why I picked no, this up. No, it's not? Wait. <laughs> no. Yes, it is. It's a win-win situation. So this is what I why I picked this ride out to highlight. The challenge of the route, and I'm reading now, unforgettable scenery, fully supported ride, and premier accommodations are underscored by the life-changing experience of riding alongside the very challenged athletes that benefit from your fundraising efforts. Now, I've done some work with disabled sports. Yeah. And um, I've watched some hand cyclists. and, and I'm amazed. Like, it's just incredible. It's, I, I can't believe I can't even get out of bed and use my hands. And these guys are pedaling it's, like it's, miles and miles with them. So there's that. Um, there's the 18th annual Holstein 100 charity bike walk event, which is in Petaluma, California. There's uh, all just different distances from 15 miles to 100 miles. And that money raised um, from your registration goes to the Marin Senior Service Center. And the phone number for that event is 415-663-8148. Um, the Sierra Sampler is in September. That's a 275 eight-day guided, 275-mile eight-day guided and supported ride. Bike camping tour. Sounds like fun. Catered meals, 65 riders. The phone number for that is 800-755-2453. Um, if you're in the Bay Area, San Francisco is doing something called Sunday Streets, and they need volunteers. It's street party, and there's cycling somehow affiliated with that. I don't know. But the contact is sundaystreets at sfbike.org. Wow. <sighs> so I, I have one more thing to talk about. One, yes. Uh, make your calendar. Uh, tomorrow night I'm showing um, a lot of the Coaster Break Challenge over at the Bike Oven. Yes. Uh, informal event. Uh, we've been talking about bike racing and everything. This was uh, uh, a bike race with a single-speed Coaster Break. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing the flyers. On courses. You remember seeing the flyers. Well, your, yours truly uh, did did all four, and we're going to review them. Uh, I, I blurbed about it on a couple things, and we're going to uh, – Actually, I'm going to take my old computer and try and get the, the stuff out of it. And we also are going to be showing some of the videos that we've uh, done. Uh, you have to bear with me. I would have had some of last night's ride, but my um, my burner kind of crashed in the middle. But just just to set this straight, tomorrow night we have all of the footage, and we're going to try and put it all together and, and have some sort of presentation tomorrow. It might not be as much fun as the clock or time travel, but uh, <laughs> Where in a way we happening? are time traveling. That's at the uh, the bike oven, 3706 North Figueroa. I'm going to try and put in a sound system today that will work with it. What time? Uh, probably about uh, when it gets dark, so 738 o'clock. Okay, so tomorrow night. The bike oven, seven thirty, eight o'clock. You can go yeah. watch the the videos from the coaster break challenge. And then we're going to show uh, through the gift shop as a movie afterwards. Wow! That a lot of people haven't seen about Bakshi. I also have some footage that I have to dig out that that I shot at his opening. Um, he talked to me and a couple other people, and we we do all sorts of stuff. I haven't done stuff together, but we talked to how how he does some of his uh, let's say more gorilla tagging. What kind of uh, uh, things he puts into that sticky mix, and and it's helpful if you guys are ever going to do any kind of uh, gorilla tagging or or uh, 
you know, putting up uh, uh, posters around town or something. It's nice to know what what kind of a mix he uses to keep his up because they stay up a long time. So we'll we'll cover that. Anyway, I've noticed it's getting to the end of our show, um, and I want just, to just tell everybody how they can find us again sure. before we sign off. Sure, April. Um, okay, so we have. Uh, Chicks on Bikes SoCal Facebook page. You can find me there. You can email me April at darlinganchorgirl.com and, uh, we will be, I will be announcing when the show podcast is available on the Facebook page. You can follow me on Twitter, April Anchor Girl, and we'll see you next month. It's a very okay. fun show. Bike talk here on, uh, Kill Radio and of course KPFK. on the podcast. And thanks everyone. Have a great like, weekend. Just like that. We're going to end this with a little musical on because I can't find the bike theme music. This is March 4th from the last time they were at the Levitt Center. Kill Radio. Tony Danza. Tony Danza.